Turkey was better than the one Adam Thielen ate Thanksgiving game. Uh, what's going on, everybody? What up, 32 bit and sleeper wired nation? It is your boy Natter alongside the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. How you doing over there? Hey, bo- 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 I'm good, mate. Um, how was Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, unfortunately, you know, I, th- I think we talked about this beforehand. I just don't have too much family around in the area, so it's kind of just more of a family get together. Uh, so, I mean, it's not as nice as I would hope it to be, but it's still kind of nice just to kind of be around the family. Nice. We went out to a uh, Philadelphia-themed bar. Ooh. Uh, I got quite drunk. I ended up getting there early and talking to a guy who looked like Charles Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, he was a very nice man, a cult supporter. Uh, and that then sucks. I kept drinking. And, fun, uh, fun. Had had a lot of food. I really liked the pumpkin pie so much. I ordered a second serving. I'm proud of you. You know, Thanksgiving is the ultimate cheat day for everybody. Um, not no, not relationship-wise cheat day, but like dietary-wise cheat day where it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Whatever weight you put on on Thanksgiving, it doesn't count, especially towards your yep. diet. Yep. And now my, my clothes don't fit as well, but it doesn't count that they don't fit as well. Yeah, uh, it doesn't count either. No. That's what sweatpants <laughs> are for. They have elasticity in order to make sure it hides uh, whatever temporarily fat you've gained. Exactly, and I recently bought a pair of tracksuit pants or sweatpants or whatever you want okay. to call them, that look like jeans. Oh, okay. And they've revolutionized my life and wear them everywhere. Now I just need like a pair that look like trousers or chinos I can wear into work. Okay. I feel like that is the start of a slippery slope into full-on slobdom, but I also don't care. You know what? They say, they say um, embarrassment is when you care about other people's opinion. And uh, I fully agree with that. I don't care what you think about that. (laughs) See? See? It worked. (laughs) See? Well, of course, on this legendary episode, you know, for a second, you looked confused about my introduction right there. Did you not see Adam Thielen? Did? uh, No, I think I'd actually uh, passed out at that point. Oh, my God. So, so, you know. Did he drop the turkey? No, the post game, of course, you know, when they give the game winning turkey, the game balls, turkey and all that stuff, he ate it. Right. And then he was like mm. chewing on it for a while. And then I think the reporter asked him, like, how would you think about the turkey? And he goes, it's super dry. And then oh. he spit it out. Yep. yep. I didn't realize that was Thielen. I heard the, uh, I think that I was the Thielen. anecdote. I didn't realize, I didn't realize it was Thielen. Uh, it probably was. I, think, I know we got a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, that would justify him getting a, a turkey leg that day, unfortunately. He didn't like it. And, you know, unfortunately, I also agree. I don't think turkey's a very good meat. We talked about our favorite meats, right? We did. Yeah, we did. Uh huh. I just want to reiterate that I'm still 100% right. Turkey is the worst form of meat. A turkey is a bad person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so back to some relevancy. Of course, we had a wild week 13. I just want to say, uh, um, you know what? I'll wait for you to bring it up. I'll wait for you to bring it up, and then I'll, I'll have your moment of shine. Uh, of is course, this on this Isaiah game. McKenzie. No, that, I that too. You about on that, Thanksgiving. That too. You had a couple things you were right about. Okay, whatever. We'll have you. We'll give you your moments. On this, no, uh, okay. You're gonna have to remind me. I say things on the show and then I totally forget ninety percent of them. 
So the fact I remembered Isaiah McKenzie, as I actually I messaged you when that happened when he yeah. was going up. Yeah. I said, like in the bar that I was in, I gave like an awkward fist pump when he <laughs> scored. And so I was like, You're a Bills fan? I was like, oh, no, nah, I was just right about him for fantasy. Because <laughs> I saw it happening. Like, I, you know, I'm watching the game and I'm like, This is going to McKenzie, isn't it? And then it did. And uh, in the back of my mind, I'm like, God damn it. I know Sheehan's out there somewhere right now. <laughs> what else was I right about? I wasn't right about Trubisky. We'll talk, we'll talk about that in a moment. We'll talk about that in a moment. When, when it happens, I'll talk about it and give you your uh, your props and your kudos in the moment. But, of course, on this episode, we're going to talk about uh, our, justifiable, not our justifiable overreactions. And then the legendary top, not top 10, where we rank the top 10 players and who does not belong on that list and whoever should proceed to be included so of course she i'm gonna give you the floor right as always start with some justifiable overreactions all four nfc east teams will make the playoffs you see first i was like nah then i thought about it i was like huh it's not it's is this justifiable i don't even think it's that much of an overreaction i think out of all the teams the one team that probably has the least amount of chance to make it is the Giants. Yep. Well the Giants and the the football team. Yes, but right now the football team they're on a they're on a three game win streak, the commanders, and the Giants are on a two game losing streak. Uh but I mean they all have winning records. It's a little odd. I definitely did not expect it. But they're playing good football. Yeah. Yeah, it's um it's a weird season and no one else is. You know, the Rams aren't going to make it. I don't think the Cardinals are going to make it. So no. that really just leaves the Seahawks and 49ers in the West. I don't think anyone but the Bucks is coming out of the South. And even if it's not the Bucks, I'm, I'm not sure there's more than two teams coming out of there or more than one team. And in the North, it's going to be the Vikings. And unless the Packers get rolling or the Lions really get rolling, it's just going to be the Vikings. So it's, it's totally plausible. I think it'll come down to like weeks uh, 17 and 18. To yeah. see who is gonna make it for sure, um, but I don't think it's an overreaction. Yeah, uh, I mean, right now you have the Seahawks and the 49ers. One of them is gonna win the division, of course. And the other one's probably gonna take a wild card spot. So, if that's the case, then I think by default one of the other teams won't be able to make it. But if unless one of the either one of those NFC West teams implode. Uh, I mean, it is realistic. Did you see the Sean Taylor mannequin they unveiled at the uh, Commandos game this week? I saw snippets of it when they kind of played over it on NFL Red Zone, but not too much. That is embarrassing. How so? If you're going to put up a statue to a person, a, a fan favorite who died way too young, at least do it right and the fact that the commandos can't even do it right just speaks volumes and sure their defense might be well we're going to move to a new stadium we'll build a proper statue of him there no i don't like it It, it's essentially for those of you who haven't seen it it's a wire mannequin with a mismatched set of pants and shirts it's the the right sort of pants i think but it's a the wrong jersey uh it's soccer boots rather than cleats and it's just, it looks like the sort of thing you might walk past just demonstrating the jersey with with no player on it 
in a uh, like a team's hall of fame or something like that or uh, that you take a photo next to it, it's embarrassingly bad and they unveiled it <laughs> and everyone in the crowd's like yeah I guess <laughs> uh, to be honest I, I didn't pay too much attention to it but that sounds like something the commanders would do like if they did something right I'd be like wow that's a surprise but when they decided to really want to mess up on a handful of things, it's just expected. That's the norm. Yeah. But they can't even get that right. So, I, I don't know. I think they'll make the playoffs. I'm not sure they're playing particularly good football, but so is half the NFC. Wait, sorry, repeat that? I said... I don't remember what I said. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's... It doesn't matter. This will all get edited out. It's okay, fine. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, go. Right, number two. The Broncos should bench Russell Wilson. No, no. So, I mean, if they actually had a chance at playoffs, I'd say yeah. They don't. So, no. They they need to figure out that offense and figure out exactly how to get him rolling or at least somewhat consistent. I believe what there was a statistic that Carson Wentz has more touchdown passes thrown and he hasn't played since week six. Uh, he's just playing really bad football. And this is probably the biggest drop-off I've ever seen a football player have. And I think the only close second may be Xavier Rhodes on the defensive side playing cornerback. He was an elite corner, and then the next year he was out of the league. Uh, That's the only drop-off I could think that is that significant that fast. Yeah, I mean, cornerbacks are a little bit different because you're so reliant on your athleticism if you can't actually read the game that was kind of Rhodes' problem oh Rhodes closed um I don't think they should bench him because a bit like you they need they need to work out how the offense is going is it worth firing Hackett I don't know like unless there's clear-cut issue that he is the problem then no all right let me give you an alternate reason then they okay. should bench him so he doesn't get injured and they can start playing for next season now. They don't they don't have first rounders. Next no, year. No, no, not not oh, tanking, but you know, say on one of these terrible plays Wilson gets absolutely lit up and he hurts his knee or his Achilles or something and he he then can't play for next year. Uh-huh. Then then what? Like you may as if you're not going to win, you may as well bench him now. But they need to figure I don't something know. There's out. There's no point. There's no point really firing Hackett, is there? Because it's not like you're going to bring in someone to get the offense rolling. It's too, is it too late in the too late in the season to make the playoffs? Probably. Yeah, it 100 percent is, especially in that division and how tough the AFC is. It, they need to figure something out on the offensive side, whether that's getting a scheme change, uh, play calling change. I mean, he's already not calling the plays on offense. He's not calling the plays on defense. Realistically. It, He's just there for moral support. He's like a Jeff Saturday. If he's not there rallying the troops, then, okay, maybe he's failing at his one job. But um, to say, okay, it's scheme-related, he's not calling the plays, so it's difficult to put the blame on him. Okay, maybe he should be the one calling the plays. But he kind of gave that up earlier in the year because there was a lot of criticism for that. Um, I mean, eventually the coach has got to be the coach and take charge and lead the team. And if he's not going to do that, then, you know, you might as well make him an assistant and then actually actually hire a, an official head coach. Well, why don't they do what they did with Jeff Saturday and uh, fire Nathaniel Hackett and get Peyton Manning in? 
The call the Broncos. Mm-hmm. If they hired Peyton Manning, God, at that point you might as well just put him in at quarterback. Yep, agreed. But uh, that'd be better than Russell Wilson. It would be better than Russell Wilson. He He would at least be able to run the offense efficiently. It might not be effective, but uh, a whole lot better than Russell Wilson. Yeah. The guy yelling at him, his teammate yelling at him on the sidelines was fantastic. It's not a good look. Uh, I'm sure if that's what's happening in the public eye, it's probably happening a lot more in the private eye. And it's not a good look. I'd be pissed off too. That defense is playing lights out. And Russell Wilson, with how much money he's making, the amount of capital they gave up in order to acquire him, he got to play better than that. he got to play better than this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And number three. The Jags mascot has been their best performer this year. See, I was going to say, I agree. That is not a justifiable overreaction, but they beat the Ravens. And you said you wouldn't be surprised if the Jack, uh, Jaguars gave the Ravens a shake for their money or something like that. And I remember kind of going, what an idiot with his take. Okay, the Jaguars won. Congratulations. Give yourself the pat on the back. The Jet, not only did the Jags win, it ended up being a pretty good game. Too. It was a good game. It was a good game. And Lamar Jackson finally did something semi-decent. Hey, congratulations. I clap for you. Uh, he put up 24 mm-hmm. fantasy points, I believe. Uh, um, there was a lot of draw passes for the Jaguars, though. I mean, the Ravens. That, that game should not have been close. Yeah, they just have no one at receiver. I mean, where they got Deshaun Jackson, uh, Demarcus Robinson, James Prochet. These guys can't catch. No, um, I mean, it, obviously... Jackson's a good player for his three plays a year. Um, but, yeah, that was a... It was a weird sort of game. Even, like, ETN went out for the Jags and they still managed to to get over the line. Zay Jones looked like the best wide receiver in football. Um, it, it was a weird-ass game. And to cap it off, you had the Jags mascot in a bodysuit and a thong. He looked good. You know, he was, he was ready. It was nice weather out there in Jacksonville. He was getting his tan. I, you know, it might have been a little bit weird to look at, but I support him. Uh, I, you go ahead. I always find it funny when you see, like, the Colts mascot who does, like, a weird, weird like, hip thrust, belly thrust thing. Yep. Uh, as a celebrate. Like, it's a weird thing to do anyway. And this guy was just doing it with his hips. He was killing it. He was looking good. Hey, I like it. I like it. Now, I mean, I'm, Mark Andrews did kind of drop an easy touchdown pass, so it's not just – it's a weird – it's weird. It's a weird time to be a Ravens fan. And then, of course, you know, if you're Lamar Jackson after the game tweeting like a madman, uh, I respect it. Yeah, that, um, that was embarrassing. You know, uh, he did something that anybody on Xbox Live would do or PS5 and it just immediately just talk trash after you die. Especially in Call of Duty Warzone, you know, they have that little chat afterwards for when you die. And that's what he did. He just went and he talked his trash after he died. I don't blame him one bit. Yeah. I mean, you got to be better than that. You can talk yeah. trash all you want, but you can't be, uh, can't you can't be homophobic be, about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you can't say what he said. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for talking trash, but you just can't say what mm. you said. Exactly. Yeah. By all means, tell someone to fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you, you could say that all you want. That won't get you in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. Red talks him not the top 10. Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> so let's start it off with the running backs at the top 10. Right now, we got number one, Austin Eckler going against the Raiders, which he is historically dominated. Josh Jacobs, 
against the Chargers, who just came off of his 50-burger of a game. Let's go, Josh Jacobs. Proud of you. 300. Nick Chubb against Houston. God, he's going to eat two on that one. Derrick Henry against Philadelphia. He, he going to eat two with the way Philadelphia can't stop the goddamn run. Kenneth Walker against the Rams. I mean, the Rams are kind of imploding, but I think there's a little pride about the divisional matchup. Kenneth Walker, uh, yeah, I'm a little iffy on him. Jonathan Taylor against Dallas. Dallas also, you know, they're struggling to stop the run. Christian McCaffrey against Miami. That should be, we're going to be talking about this matchup a lot today, I think, in this episode. There's a lot of fantasy-relevant players in that game. Saquon Barkley against Washington. Ramondre Stevenson against Buffalo. Dalvin Cook against the Jets. Aaron Jones against Chicago. Wait, no. Aaron Jones against Chicago. That's 11. All right. So it's, the list stops at and Dalvin uh, Cook. Alvin Kamara versus... Tampa Bay. Oh, but it's that's not 12. the top 10, isn't it? Not, not the top 12. Yes, yeah, yeah. See, that's why. I was like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. My bad. Yeah, see, learn to count with goddamn Australians upside down and shit. Oh, speaking of Australians, uh, hey, shout out to USA Soccer Team advancing to the top 16. Nice job. Proud yeah. of you guys. Fuck yeah. Well uh, well done mm-hmm. to my US brethren. Sadly, England also got through, uh, which is disappointing, but... Um, you know, it's it, it's been sort of a, an interesting. I don't. I know you guys probably don't have any beef with Wales, but historical beef with England. You know, yes. historical. I suppose Iran probably have beef with the US more than the US have beef with <laughs> Iran, but a little bit. It's the circle of beef. Um, we are playing Denmark. By the time this comes out, will it'll already happened? Uh, so we'll see how see how that goes, but. Um, you know, it was nice to have a win over Tunisia. It's the first clean sheet Australia's had since 1974 at a World Cup. There you go. Hey, I'm hoping your team makes it far, USA makes it far, and we could play against each other, and uh, that'll be an entertaining smack, shot, smack talk showdown. If um, if that happens, okay. uh, maybe we'll have to live stream the game. I think we would have that point. Yeah. I agree. All right. That'd be good. All Center, right. Passes to wing. Holds it. Holds it. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. So out of the list, it's pretty good. It's pretty straightforward. You know, people I'm looking at taken out is Dalvin Cook against the Jets. I'm looking for, at... Um, go ahead. For people who don't know what this is... Okay, okay. We okay. have a look at the top 10, and we tell you who's not going to be in the top 10 and who's going to be there instead. This is based on expert consensus rankings for half-point PPR. Which I'm one of them, by the way. Correct. Thank you. How's that going? Um... So I've 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 I missed out on Thanksgiving weekend rankings that severely hurt my uh, my placements. Severely hurt them. I'm almost I'm too scared to look. Fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry. I don't think I don't think there's any complaining about those four being in that spot. Yep. Kenneth Walker against the Rams. I have question marks about this. I do too. Do. I think he, I don't think he's playing that well. He scored two touchdowns, but I don't think he's really he's not tearing up the competition in the way that he was. It so happens that he's a very good player and can make the most of the opportunities he gets, but I don't think he's running well. Mhm. Mhm. Let's see. Yeah. I'm interested in the divisional matchup against the Rams. The Rams are a little bit iffy against the run. I'm willing to drop him down. I don't know if I'm willing to take him out of the top 10 just yet. I need to find somebody to replace him first. Like he, he he's on the, right now he's, fair. he's on the doorstep to getting knocked out. I just need to find somebody to knock him out. 
Now, the last two weeks, or the last two games he's played, he's had 24 rushing attempts for 43 yards. That's not ideal. Yes, he had two touchdowns. Yes, against Tampa Bay, he had nine catches for 55, which is obviously good in PPR, half-point PPR. Uh, sorry, six catches uh, for 55 yards. I don't know where he got nine from. Um, but they're, they're not good numbers. They're not good numbers at all. It's the touchdowns. Touchdowns could really inflate, hide imperfections in people's stat line. I mean, I think we saw it with Leonard Fournette a lot this year. He was he was just a touchdown scoring machine, and of course he still was. I mean, up until he got injured, he was still scoring touchdowns, but the efficiency wasn't there, and the touchdown scoring uh, really hide that very well. So his finishes the past, let's say since week five. Uh huh. RB seventeen. Okay. RB5, RB2, RB21, RB2, RB26. Okay. RB7. Oh, that's pretty good. Now, the week that he was RB21, he did score a touchdown. The week that he was RB26, he did not. He had all those catches. Mm. I think he's going to have a big week, but I have no confidence being in the top 10, which is a lot to say given he has been in the top 10 four out of his past six games. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so... Christian McCaffrey, I have question marks in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley against Washington, I have question marks about the top 10. And Dalvin Cook, I have question marks in the top 10. So I got about one, two, three, four players that I could question that I have a little bit of question marks of being in the top 10. I'm willing to give Kenneth Walker a pass because I feel like there's not much competition. He's going to get PPR points. Uh, touchdown opportunities are going to get there. Uh, I'm willing to, he, you know, he's on the doorstep right now. Uh, I feel like I have bigger fish to fry in the top 10 before I reach him yet. I also don't like Ramondre Stevenson yeah. at nine here against Buffalo. Yes. Like, there's no competition in that backfield. Um, yes, he'll catch a lot of passes. I think that could be a blowout. I'm Thurs- not Thursday night football. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a good week for the Patriots. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think it'll be that bad. Uh, I would be... I'd not be surprised if they don't score an offensive touchdown. Oof. No, no, no. I'm not putting that there. I'd, I don't think the Bills are that... Well, the Bills are good, but I don't think they're that good. Yeah. I think the Lions, the Lions were unlucky not to beat them. And you could say unlucky. They also only have themselves to blame uh, for not beating the Bills. I think the Bills... I should say the Bills were lucky not to lose to the Lions. Um, I, I don't know about... I don't know about Ramondre Stevenson. I really like him. I really like him as a player. Uh, but... I Actually, since I put this list together, it's changed. But the names haven't changed. The order they're in has changed. Okay, so... Uh, and the Expo's consensus. So, we'll, we'll operate with what we've got, I think. What's what's helping Ramondre here is he's had 16 targets in the past two weeks. He's also not scored a touchdown. He's not had more than... Well, he's had more than 60 rushing yards once in the past five games. He's not scored a touchdown, a rushing touchdown for four games. 
Who's the last one was against the Browns? Uh, Chicago. Interesting. Yeah, he um, had two had two against Cleveland. It was the RB one on the week against Cleveland. Um, two touchdowns. He had 161 yards against Detroit. Uh, but pri- other than that, he's finished. Uh, counting backwards: twenty third, twenty third, twelve, thirteenth, eleventh, first, eleventh, twenty sixth, ninth, fortieth, fifty seventh. I don't think. I don't think it's happening. Okay, so we're going to take out Ramondre Stevenson. He's going to be the first one off the list. Who you put in in the spot? Uh, I'm making notes here because we we never make notes. Okay, and yeah. Then... I saw I saw you print that section out. Yeah. Because otherwise, we are. Otherwise, we go. Eh, what did we actually say? Okay, we're printing out the receipts. So while you're typing that out, I'm going to go ahead and say, okay, I'm taking out Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. I am putting in Aaron Jones. Against yep, Chicago. I think, that's, I think that's reasonable. I think I think right now with Aaron Jones, I mean, uh, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, a little bit on the hurt side. Injury, they're going to want to get the ground game going, the dump off game going, the screen game going. going and uh, he's going to be able to be fantasy productive with a lot of touchdown upside. I mean, he, he only had 12 carries, 43 yards. But he had uh, three catches, 56, and he caught a really nice touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. He is a very good wide receiver. He could play wide receiver on the Packers the way uh, the way he's able to run routes, catch passes. So while you're doing that, by the way, funny little story. So one of me and my buddies that were in the Dynasty League together, he's trying to get rid of Christian McCaffrey. And I think I'm playoff. Uh, I think I'm I, – I, I first thought I was in rebuilding mode, but the way my team is playing right now, uh, I'm at actually in championship ready mode. Uh, and I have Christian Watson. And I was thinking to him, okay, you're in rebuilding. You want to get rid of McCaffrey. I'll give you Christian Watson, Tyler Algier, and a second rounder for McCaffrey. He declined that mm. trade offer. How do you feel about it? What was it, Tyler Algier and a second rounder? Christian Watson, Tyler yeah. Algier, and a second rounder. Uh, give me McCaffrey all day. You'd say you'd rather have McCaffrey? Yeah, 100%. Okay, it's a full point PPR, by the way. I don't think that changes much. No. No. But every single time, I mean, this this was kind of before he had his massive blowout, a blow-up game. Yep. And now he's kind of going, showing out, showing out. So, I mean, every single time he does something good, I always text him. Imagine not having Christian Watson. Imagine not having <laughs> Christian Watson. Oh, my God. Oh, he, he scored. Oh, man, man. I lost track. So, I'm, yep. I'm kind of letting him feel that, feel that burn a little oh. bit. And then after, of course, this weekend when I saw him at work, on a Monday, I said, you know what? It's now have to be Christian Watson and Christian McCaffrey one-on-one trade now. Yeah. He, yeah, he just laughed at that one, but it felt nice to rub it in. One, one Christian for another. Yes, yes. He went, I think I'm going to have to call him Catholic Watson now. <laughs> That's a dark joke. What? Never mind. Is it a dark joke? I don't know. Uh, so. I don't know. I so, so, somebody might not like that. I don't that. think it's a particularly good joke. No. <laughs> it's a poor tasting joke. All right. So Aaron Jones in his spot, taking out Ramondre Stevenson. Do you agree or disagree, or do you have somebody else you'd rather put? Nope, 100% agree. Aaron Jones in, Ramondre Stevenson out. Who uh, else are you taking out here? Okay, so I'm going to take out Saquon Barkley against Washington. I don't think yep. he's going to do bad. I just don't think he's going to go top 10. Yep. 
a fun little side note, Zeke over the past, I think, five games averages 16 points per PPR. Which I think is really good. That is really good. Which is good for him. Good for him. Uh, I'm going to put Travis Etienne in the top 10. In good. the AT top 10. Yes. Yes. D Against Detroit. Good matchup. As long as he's healthy. If he's playing unhealthy, then I think... He injured his foot. He was apparently able to come back into the game, but they just didn't put him back in. That's what they always say. Um, I, I wouldn't feel confident enough to start him hmm I think you have to start Travis Etienne the way he plays if he's playing you're starting him oh sorry I should say I wouldn't feel confident enough to put him in the top 10 okay 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 all right I keep behind that I'm gonna take I'm gonna be risky I'm gonna put him in the top 10 I'm putting him in the top 10 you're gonna put him in I'm putting him in put him in coach Who else? Who else is coming out? He's coming yeah. out. I'm taking out Dalvin Cook out of the top ten. Yep. This is going to be a fun one for me. Sorry about this, boys. I'm putting Jamal Williams in. I like it. I was looking at him. Yeah, he's going to against Jacksonville. Weak line, high touchdown opportunity. He's just going to get another quick two rushing touchdowns and no biggie. I feel like he's almost matchup proof. And I say that in a ridiculous sense because I don't think he's matchup proof in the same way that someone like McCaffrey or um, uh, Eckler Eckler is matchup proof because they're going to catch passes they're going to rush in touch whatever it is even if and I think this will be a shootout I think this could be like a 30 points each shootout neither team can really defend both teams can air the ball out even if it's a shootout Jamal Williams is still going to get like Two touchdowns for 40 yards. And, well, he doesn't really catch any passes. He hasn't caught a pass for four weeks. Which uh, is odd, because he was always a good receiving back. I thought he was a better receiving back than Jones. He was certainly a better he was certainly a better pass blocker than Jones. Yeah, um, yeah. Aaron Jones is not the best pass blocker. But yeah, I, I, think, I think Jamal Williams, I think that's a reasonable a reasonable guess or reasonable prediction might be a nice way of putting it alrighty uh, do you have anybody else that you'd like to take out while I think of a potential play for mine so I'm also going to take out Saquon okay and I'm also going to take out Cook there we go I I'm okay with Kenneth Walker being in there yeah I'm going to take out Jonathan Taylor ooh okay so I'm looking for three. I'm okay with Kenneth Walker. I'm okay, very okay with McCaffrey. So I'm looking. I put in Aaron Jones. I'm going to put in Tony Pollard. Ooh, okay. I'm going to put in Tony Pollard versus uh, Indianapolis. Dallas is going to dominate that game, and I could see Tony Pollard having a very good game. Even though Zeke, as you say, is averaging 16 uh, points a game or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Give me Tony Pollard. Lots of passes. Scythe through that defense. No problem. I'm not interested in Alvin Kamara. Not interested in David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll think out loud here. You want me to listen? 
Rashad White versus New Orleans. I, I debated him. Damian Pierce versus Cleveland. Cleveland can't stop a runny nose. I thought and about that. And I think there is going to be so much... Like, Houston are going to get up for this game. It's at home. Deshaun Watson coming back. They are going to do their damnedest to win. And in order to do their damnedest to win, they need Damian Pierce to run the ball well. And after okay. dunking on him last week, saying... I think he's just a guy, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, okay. Somebody, if if Joe Mixon is still out on concussion protocol, I would put Samaj P. Ryan. Yep, I think that's uh, that's reasonable. They're playing Kansas City. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I yep. would, I would I get behind that. Yes, and if so, if Joe Mixon's out, and. Of course, he's going to be the starter. I would take out Kenneth Walker and swap him. How do you feel about the his most popular waiver ad this week, Zonovan Knight of the New York Jets? Yeah, he he played well. He rushed well, but it's it's such a weird backfield. Like if if uh, Michael Carter isn't playing, I can go behind it. It's just like how comfortable do you feel starting him against Minnesota? I don't know. This is... I, I would say this is a case of, like... Remember Paul Perkins from a few years ago? Yeah. Where, like, he just wasn't exciting because his name was Paul Perkins. It's a boring name. His name. This this guy's name is Zonovan. But that's a cool name. Zonovan Knight. It's a cool and name. I think that's why he's getting the pop, because people are like, oh my god, Zonovan. He's a Zonovan. You know? I, I, Zonovan. You know what? I changed my mind. Adam, I'm spending all my fab. You're putting in Zonovan? Yep. Into the top 10? I mean, that name's good enough to be in the top 10. I just have a hard time putting him in. No, like, realistically, no, I'm not putting him in the top 10, but that name is top 10. Uh, Yeah, I would say Zonovan Knight. I think the Knight helps him. If his name was just Zonovan. Yes, yeah, yeah. uh, If his name was Zonovan Donovan, he would be top. If, if, If his name was Zonathan Knight, but Knight spelled as... N I G H T, then he he's a he's a drop. Like you don't want him on your roster, but it's because it's yeah. night as in K N I G H T. I don't know how to spell night properly, something like that. Then he, he's a must add because of that. No, you nailed it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You nailed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you nailed it. It's, it's what I do, baby. It's what I do. DeAndre Swift, he's not going in there. Cordell Patterson, that's a negatory Gus Edwards, no. Latavius Murray's kind of interesting, but no. AJ Dillon, nope, sorry, sir. Kareem Hunt, sorry, sir. Kyrene Williams, Tyler Algier, and then uh, Jamichael Hasley. If Travis Etienne, somehow, you know, it is a, uh, oh, you know, he could have came in and all of a sudden he's gone for like the next three weeks. Uh, Jamichael Hasley is going to be a phenomenal ad. Nice. Nice. I have, I've added my three. Okay. So, I've taken out the Rhino, Ramondre Stevenson, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor. I have added in Aaron Jones. Okay. Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce. Okay. David Montgomery. Interesting. David Montgomery's interesting. I kind of looked at him, but I'm like, David Montgomery? Nah. David Montgomery versus the Packers. We don't know where what's going to happen with Fields. 
if he plays, if he doesn't play, if he plays, how much they're going to want him to run the ball. I'm okay with David Montgomery. My issue, I, I am slightly worried about Pierce because he's had, his finishes have been 63, 48, 20. He hasn't had a top 10 finish since week nine mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh. Cleveland are just so bad at stopping the run. Yeah, and with Montgomery. Yeah, you know, I think I put Montgomery over Pierce, but I don't blame somebody for putting Pierce in the top ten. It's a good matchup. Yep. Well, I will... I'm going to stick with those four. Who have you got? Yeah, those three. The ones taken out. Stevenson. Saquon Barkley. Cook for Jones. Aaron Jones. ETN. And then... John Jamal Williams. A, another potential shout out is going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. going against the Niners. I know he's not happy with how his tenure ended over there. Uh, yep. I know they're going to try to get him going. It should be a very interesting matchup with Jeff Wilson Jr. Let's um let's talk about that game for a, while, uh, a sec here. All right, and we'll probably get into it uh, in the wide receiver chat, but I think it's more relevant to running backs, and that is you have. Two people coming up against each other with these excellent running schemes that are great for running back production. Yep. But they also know the intricacies of each other's scheme. Yes. And I think that is a recipe for moves and counter moves and counter moves and counter moves and counter moves to try and offset the other person. And I think it's going to be a weird game. And I think the only reason McCaffrey is going to do well is because he's going to catch a lot of passes. I think. I don't think this is going to be a great running game. You know, because because we assume it's going to be a run run scheme, run scheme against run scheme. We're going to see the ball just get aired out to try to put you know off balance, try to spread the offense out so they could run the ball because both teams are going to expect you to run the ball properly. Uh, yep. And both these teams have good offensive weapons on the outside. With whether it's, I mean, I, I would say Jared Waddle Waddle and Tyreek Hill are better than Debo and Ayuk, but they're still good weapons, solid weapons, respectable weapons on the offensive side. Uh, of course, Kittle and all that good stuff. But I think this is going to be a little bit more pass-heavy because both teams are going to try to sell out to stop the run. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can necessarily do that against Tyreek Hill. There's going to be a lot of shots down the field this game because a lot of them are going to be boxing up the boxing up of course filling up the box i should say to try to stop the run to force teams to become one-dimensional and all that good you know the, the typical oh jazz stop the run force them to play the pass all that good stuff yep uh but uh, yeah like you mentioned i don't think this is going to be a high quality running game i am interested to see how they handle uh, miami in particular handle the wide receivers and uh, pass catchers in san francisco all season we've seen miami um put the second uh, the wide receiver two on an island and double the best double the best receiver. I know it's a very popular tactic around the league, but M- Miami certainly do it as well. I'm not sure that works with the Yak Bros in Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo. It's hard to double them behind a line of scrimmage where a lot of their damage gets made on screen passes, swing passes, uh, handing the ball off to Debo. Uh, stuff yep. like that, it, you know, double teaming works down the field. It's hard to do it behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. And on, you know, drags out, 
well drags out slants as well and speaking of screen pass check out the screen pass podcast wherever you get your podcast nice not, not nice plug i like it i respect it it's going to be an interesting game with a lot of fantasy relevant players in it. Yeah. And that's what makes good football. This game is not a Sunday night game, which my personal opinion, I'm kind of glad about. I, I always get a little bit nervous when the Niners are on primetime games because there's just a little bit more extra pressure. Everybody's watching it. Everybody's going to dissect mistakes when it's like a day game and people just kind of see the box score. You don't get criticized as badly. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you want to run through who's in the top 10 uh, receivers here, Let's and then we can talk about who's not in the top 10? All righty. So right now, Stefan Diggs is hitting that top 10. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, C.D.'s Nuts, Amon Sun God, Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle Waddle, T.T. Higgins, Amari K.K.K. Cooper, Jamar, if Jamar Chase plays, D.K. Metcalf is going to be at 12. So, I mean, uh, I'm going to take out jamar chase wait he's number 11 yeah it's not the top 10 now come yeah on. sorry 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 i can't count you again idiot. and you know what i'll just go home yep i did that already all right so i'm having difficulty with this list I'm not gonna lie i'm having difficulty yep i think that's fair i think there's there's two people here that are of interest to me. AJ Brown. To take out. NT Higgins. He was not one of them. Okay. All right. My he bad. was one of them. My bad. My bad. Sorry. So. I I think AJ Brown versus Tennessee. Revenge game. Oh, true. Oh, I forgot about the. Yeah. Okay. Revenge game. Put him number one. <laughs> I think that top five is solid. Oh, actually. Diggs versus New England, I'm not certain about. I think he'll be on. He's going to be on Jonathan Jones, I think, um, or Jack Jones, one of those two. I think Jack Jones might get Davis a bit of a better matchup. Um, I could see him being shut out of the game. Like, what do we know? What do we know about Belichick? You take away the opposition's biggest strength. That's the passing game. That's Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs, make him run the ball, make him throw to other people. If you get beaten underneath by McKenzie or beaten by Gabe Davis or they run all over you, whatever. I could see Diggs being absolutely shut out. No, 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 no. I think if you look at every single time he has played New England, it has not worked, favored very well for New England. No, I'd agree there, but I don't think it's. I don't think he's a. It's such a good matchup that he should be number one. And we're talking about a guy here who hasn't been a top ten receiver since week eight. He's been a must start. Why he's number one, I'm not sure. Honestly, I would still put Tyreek Hill number one or Justin Jefferson number one. Uh, mm. I'm very interested between Justin Jefferson and Sauce Gardner matchup. But I would still put Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, number one, just because they they could just blow up. That's it. They just need one catch and run, and all of a sudden they're wide receiver one. Um, I don't care about the matchup because Tyreek Hill is faster than everybody. So yep. um, he, he is a matchup-proof type of player. Uh, I put Tyreek Hill number one. I put Devontae Adams number two just because it's Devontae Adams. You throw him the football, good things happen. Justin Jefferson number three. 
Stefan Diggs for? If it really matters. I'm gonna um I'm gonna go balls to the wall. Uh, the the two I was saying who might not be in here, I think Higgins played lights out last week. I think it'll be Higgins or Chase in the top ten. Um, I think that's that's why I I hate when you do that and you're like, oh, I think it'll be this guy, but if he's not injured, it'll be this guy. Uh, but I think it'll be uh, Higgins or Chase in the top ten. I don't think it'll be Waddle. Waddle Waddle. I've got an issue with Waddle. And I'm going to go balls to the wall and take out. I'm going to take Diggs out of the top 10. Okay. So out Diggs and Waddle for me. I'm going to leave Higgins because I... Chase coming back. I'm going to go Higgins. Fair enough. And he looked so good last week. And Kansas City get burned by Chase every time they play. I think they're going to be very conscious of it. Which leaves me with DK Metcalf versus the Rams. Nah, Ramsey always does pretty decent against Metcalf. Ramsey's been shit. No, it's just that team. I mean, the whole team's been shit, but Ramsey's Ramsey's been shit too. So DK Metcalf versus the Rams is potential. Keenan Allen versus the the Raiders. Although Allen always feels like he's about to get injured. Yeah, that's why I don't like I don't, I don't like starting Keenan Allen. We're putting him high above any type of rankings because I feel like he's just one tackle away from being gone for the rest of the year. Christian Kirk versus the Lions. I am very interested in him. I was going to try to find a way to put him in the top 10. Terry McLaurin versus the Giants. Never. Brian, uh, Brian. Brandon Ayuk versus Miami. I'm interested, Garrett but I can't Wilson do it. versus Minnesota. Interested as well, but I would not do it against... Uh, Patrick Peterson. I'm gonna. I'm, I've t- the change. I've taken out Diggs. I've taken out Waddle. I'm gonna put in Gabe Davis. I was just looking at him, thinking, okay, maybe he goes in there. And I'm gonna put. And go ahead. Christian Kirk. I really want to get Metcalf in though. I'm gonna take out Higgins and put in Metcalf. Okay. Who have you got in and out? Okay, so I'm going to take out T. Higgins. And I'm putting in Christian Watson. That it? That it? No. I'm taking out... CD's Nuts. And I'm putting in Christian Kirk. I'm leaving the sun god just because he's a sun god. Yep. Uh, I'm leaving in Jalen Waddle just because even though he scores on the Niners, I want to see him do the Waddle Waddle. Waddle Waddle. Waddle Waddle. Uh, AJ Brown against Tennessee. Only 10 I see. Uh, that's all I got for that. I'm, I'm taking out... No, I'm leaving Amari Cooper in. Just because, just because I know as badly enough as Houston wants to smash... Watson, I know Actually, Watson wants to smash Houston just as badly. I think Cooper could be an out. I'm taking I'm taking Cooper out. Okay. A connection between quarterback and receiver is everything, particularly someone like Amari Cooper. Hey, how was how bad was his drop to on be the a, weekend? To be like, honest, I didn't see. He's it. an elite receiver. Oh, it was, you know, straight in. Like, he was wide open, straight into the bread basket, straight out. Should have hands out in front. That's where you got to take it. 
I happen to miss that pass, so I can't say much. That's it's uncharacteristic of Amari Cooper, so I'm not going to blame him. I'll tell you who else missed that pass, Amari Cooper. True. I'm going to put Higgins back in. Okay. And I'm going to take Cooper out. Damn. So it's D- Diggs, Waddle, Cooper out for me. Davis, Kirk, Metcalf in. Yeah, you took him out just to put him back in. Hmm, I'm looking at my list. Okay, let's see. So we're taking out. I took out Higgins, Lamput, and Watson, and Kirk. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's all I got. You are right with that? Yeah, I'm all right with that. I can't think of anybody else that I'd confidently do it without just doing it for fun. Fair enough. Right. Two-minute drill. All righty. Let me hit. Let me grab the timer. We talked a lot about other games, so I'm going to try to try to talk about something I did not talk about. Boom. Hit and start. We are going to start off with the Saints against the Buccaneers. I just want to let you know if you have Mike Evans, you should probably put him on your bench because he's going to go against the shutdown corner that is named of um, – um, um, I don't remember his name, but you know he's going to get shut down by that Marshall guy. Marshawn Lattimore. He's going to get shut down by Marshawn Lattimore. Chances are you probably don't have another wide receiver one to two to replace Mike Evans with, but if you do, I would recommend benching him because it's just going to be one of those disappointing games that really just sucks to watch. You're just going to refresh your fantasy point list, and it's not going to change for Mike Evans, and it's not going to change for anybody else on your team because your team's trashed because you got Mike Evans. Other than that, the Chargers and the Raiders with supposed to be a high flying matchup between two high flying offenses is going to be a very interesting game. I want to see Josh Jacobs put up another 300 scrimmage yards. I want to see Austin Eckler put 400 scrimmage yards. And then of course I want to see Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen maybe go for like seven touchdowns each while Derek Carr and Devontae Adams also go for maybe like 17 touchdowns each. I don't know how it's going to happen, but they'll find a way other than that, the chiefs Bengals. A nice little AFC Championship game rematch. I think this is going to be a fun game, a high-flying game for everybody to watch. It's going to be one that you're going to see on NFL Red Zone significantly because it's also a 1 o'clock game, and I think the NFL does a really, really bad job on the 1 o'clock game matchups on the eastern side or the 425 slots for all you New York little bucks. Uh, It's going to be a fun game. We're going to see it on NFL Red Zone a lot, and I think the NFL Red Zone and just the NFL in general need to find a way to put more games on the one o'clock slot. As much as like the Octo Box, like it's hard to follow the Octo Box. Okay, if we could took like two three games and then put in the one o'clock slots, and then that way NFL Red Zone doesn't become a snooze fest after those slots. I think I think I would appreciate it as a as an NFL fan. Is that you, Tom? Yeah, that was my two minutes right there. I both agree and disagree with that take. This wow. is, I'm not going to roll into my time just yet. I agree and disagree with that take because I like that all the games, they come on at 6 o'clock over here and more games in the early window are good because I tend to fall asleep in the late window. I see why, though. It does get pretty boring. And certainly weekends where there are buyers happening yeah. and there are fewer games, I think they want to just give those games a bit more prominence, a bit more... You know, they're, it's the they're the national games the East Coast game, the West Coast game, and, and sort of a Central game. I see why, though. You, it would make sense if you've got 16 games, you've got one on Monday night, one on Thursday night, one on Sunday night, gives you 13 games. Eight and five would be a good split, and I think that's probably the way they want to do it. I agree. I can get with that. Um, and you sort of get that a couple of times a season. And then when you've got teams on bike, it comes out. 
I would say six, even like six, six and five would be good. Yeah, that'd be uh, really good. Or, you know, seven and four or something like that. But I think that's kind of how they, they roll it out. But you're right, those weeks where there's only two in the late window are a bit... They get a bit tired towards the end of the... Yeah. Towards the end of the red zone. Right, I'm going to roll into my time. Hit it. Finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks of shit matchups and shit weeks, this is a really good week of football. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to... I mean, I've already talked, I think the Bills-Patriots could be a bit of a blowout. Steelers-Falcons, that should be an absolutely great game. I think you can just about start everyone in this one because there is the ball is going to be zipping up and down the field. Broncos at Ravens, probably the worst game of the week. I am really looking forward to Jacksonville at Detroit, both teams four and seven. This is going to be a make or break game for these two teams. You're in the hunt if you win this as one of these two teams. And this should be an up and forth, slug them out, knock down, yada, yada, yada uh, contest between two balls to the wall coaches, two balls to the wall teams. This will be fantasy gold. I think you can start Lawrence, you can start... Zay Jones, you can start Marvin Jones, you can start Christian Kirk. There is no way that Marvin Jones was a cat. Uh, Marvin Jones cats was a catch last week, by the way. Um, and there was no way that Hunter's, Hunter Henry's was not. So, thanks a lot. No, Hunter- definitely start him on Ra St. Brown. Um, start Swift, start uh, Clowney. Not especially excited about Browns at Texans. I don't know if you know, not another teen movie natter, but there is a scene in that where the Rudy kid. Uh, gets on the field for the big play in the the end of season game, and catches the ball and just gets broken in half by two players. Like one comes in one way, one comes in another way, and split him in two. And I hope that happens to Deshaun Watson. Burn in hell, you piece of shit. Also yes. looking forward to, <laughs> also looking forward to Jets and Vikings. The Jets just have to keep winning. Uh, Mike White looked fantastic. Keep that rolling, um, and everyone there is just about startable. Don't know if Robinson's going to be back. If he's not, you can start Zonovan, no problem there. Uh, and of course, the Vikings, lucky to eke out a win over the Patriots and um, probably need to show that they are a good team. I think if they beat up on the Jets, that'll go a long way. That's my time. In fact, that's more than my time. You said the Jets just have to keep winning. You know, that's good advice. I think that goes for everything. They do just have to keep winning. Yeah, just, just win. Like, God. So not a not a great go. not a great uh, bit of analysis. They do, <laughs> they do just have to keep just like just like just win. God, it's not that hard. Sheesh. Um, I know, this I is yeah, I know, this is a go. really good slate of games. It is a good slate of games. It should be interesting games. None of them should be a snooze fest. I hope a lot of storylines, a lot of fun ones to go around. A lot of good teams play each other this week, and that's what makes it really fun is when you have good teams playing good teams, not the Cleveland Browns against the Texans. But, of course, that one's going to be important just because of the people that are potentially playing in that game. Other than that, that game's going to be a snooze fest. Uh, uh, a super odd side story Side story is, uh, you know, when you said the Jets just have to keep winning, that reminded me of uh, over the weekend, somebody, uh, a buddy of mine, he got food poisoning uh, from Thanksgiving dinner. And he, he was like, he texted in the group chat. He goes, man, guys, like I keep throwing up. And it took a lot. It took a lot in me to hold back the urge to just say, just don't throw up. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> God, fucking idiot. Also, 
I don't know really what you're complaining about with the late window this week. We've got Chiefs at Bengals, Dolphins oh, at Niners. This late, this late window is different. at Rams, and Chargers at Raiders. It's a good week of football. It's, it's, this late window is different. There's like, what, four games of late window? Yeah. Yeah, okay, this is different. Usually there isn't four games of work, late window, and these four games are good for late games. Sometimes it's just bad games and just not enough. So that's when NFL Red Zone gets turned off or it becomes background noise. I start turning on like, you know, a video game Madden, some War Zone, something like that. And then it just becomes background noise to me. Yeah. Fair. All righty. Well, of course, give you that. Uh, let's hit some prognostication. Yes. And then, of course, we'll, we'll send everybody off. Let's hear it. I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Okay, while you do that, Jags, go ahead. Jags at Lions, combined total of 90-plus points. Ooh. Okay, okay. So we, we, we spent a lot of time talking about how good these games are. Uh, I'm going to say this is going to be the lowest-scoring week all year. <laughs> that is That is a bold, if not incredibly boring prediction i mean while technically it's boring i guess it's bold which doesn't make it boring well no because like that's like betting the under yeah like you want high you want high scoring like that's where if you want to if you want to cheer for a shit week of football on what should be a good week of football i'm not going to stop you (laughs) but i do (laughs) all right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say the Jags and uh, Jags Detroit combined for 90 plus points okay alright we're gonna see who is right this week but of course that's gonna have to wrap up this episode I am Natter alongside Sheehan tell everybody where they can find you as always you can follow me on Twitter I am at Sheehan Solo you can find me on the Screen Pass podcast wherever you get your podcast check that out it's about football in popular culture we'll have an episode about home improvement coming out very soon there we are. You can find me at top tier tactics underscore, but realistically, I am the complete opposite of Elon Musk on Twitter, as in I don't go on it. Uh, but other than that, hey, good luck, everybody. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for running.